Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Banner of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Weird Jody. And I'm Tails... G- Wait. That's... <laughs> Fuck it. I'm Tails James. <laughs> Which is better than James's tail. But not better than James's, James's tails. tail. Boy. Gonna... <laughs> Don't touch that. <laughs> but, but I do have some good tails. But are they weird? Some are. <laughs> All right. And if they're not when I start, they are by the time I'm done. Yeah, but we almost missed this. I'm not sure. I was on some Facebook page and it was mentioned. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. We're um, we're we're nine nine we're nine months late. <laughs> <laughs> That's still better than uh, <laughs> Haxon. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Weird Tales, 100 Years of Weird, according to their website. Yeah. It's founded in 1922, but its first print was March 1923, even though it hit newsstands February 18th, because that's what they do. I remember as a kid thinking, why is my G.I. Joe comic that just came out in May labeled June? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they it was a, that was a publishing thing so that they could make sure the magazine was out by that month. I never minded. I, I didn't either. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I'm assuming you're still drinking water. Yes, yes. All right, I have moved on from the skull splitter we were drinking in the previous episode. Yeah. Two, because I had two of these and never got around during Halloween season because I I actually had, uh, I don't really know what it was. It wasn't COVID, maybe a low-grade flu once, a sinus infection once. Like I had two or three short-term, but sick enough that I, I didn't drink for two or three days two or three times which really hampered my drinking <laughs> during <laughs> spooky season yeah uh so this will be the of the two i have uh this will be the first warlock of the year oh okay that's kind yeah. of an appropriate one but I, I thought so too and since i didn't yeah. get to have it i have the spooky imperial pumpkin stout by southern tier with the the creepy, cool jack-o'-lantern face with the wizard robes, and yeah. Yeah. So, I I already told Jody kind of what I had for this, and I don't know what you have, so you want me to give some background? Do you have some background? Um, I'm actually, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article right now, but I was I was pretty much going to let you do this uh, for the, the background stuff, and just, because um, I've actually read uh a, a few issues a few early issues of, of weird tales okay yeah i'll do some background although what you're reading is kind of what i have because i looked it up other places and it's fairly similar so i you know it's a, it's a bit of wikipedia it's a bit of other things but they're all almost the same thing with the, the little bit of history mm-hmm. so for context yay sorry i had to drink since you're not yeah, yes <laughs> In the late 19th century, popular magazines typically did not print fiction to the exclusion of other content. They would do a lot of different things, you know, fiction, nonfiction, science fiction, poetry, uh, how-to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then, in 1896, the Argosy magazine was the first to switch to printing only fiction. And in December that year, changed to using cheap wood pulp paper, hence pulp magazines yep 
Uh, but they still didn't restrict their fictional content to any genre. But then in 1906, Muncie, who owned Argosy, launched Railroad Man's Magazine, the first title that focused on a particular niche. Ooh, that's a fancy word. It is. And amazingly, one of the few words that I even read correctly, I think, as a child. Yeah. I, I actually think I'd actually heard that term some word someplace. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been, say, Nietzsche. Or niche. Some people do pronounce it niche. Yeah, I could see that. And other titles. Niche. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. It's so nice that I can say niche. <laughs> niche. <clears throat> yeah. Other titles <laughs> specialized in particular fiction genres followed starting in 1915 with Detective Story Magazine. And then we had Western Story Magazine. And then Weird Fiction, Science Fiction, and Fantasy all appeared frequently in the pulps of the day. But by the early 1920s, still no single magazine focused on any of these. Though the Throw Book launched in 1919 with the intention of printing different or unusual stories was a near miss because it was... Very similar with the, the genre thing there. In 1922, J.C. Hanneberger, the publisher of College Humor and the magazine of fun, formed Rural Publishing Corporation of Chicago in partnership with his former fraternity brother, J.M. Lansinger. And their uh -huh. first venture was Detective Tales, a pulp magazine that appeared twice a month. And though initially unsuccessful as part of a refinancing plan, they decided to publish Another magazine that will allow him to split some of the cost between the two titles. And he had long been an admirer of Edgar Allan Poe, so he created a fiction magazine that would focus on horror and titled it Tales. Yes. Um, the Rural Publishing Corporation, I would like to point out, it was based in Chicago, but was um, one of the, either the, where they actually printed or one of the locations they printed um because i do know that the early issues of weird tales were printed in indianapolis that makes sense knowing how weird indy is yes um i because it and it actually gives actually gave the address and i don't I, there's uh it may be an empty lot actually right now the 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 building that the printing company was located in is gone but uh, yeah, I do remember that. It, you can uh, it, it would actually tell you the address of the the building where it was being printed. So yeah, it was in Indianapolis. Right, so I'll have to look at that later and drive by and see what's there now, if anything. I'll do that later because listening to me Google things is not overly fun. <laughs> but neat, cool though. Next year, we're going to do some 50th anniversary D&D things, and there's a nice, uh, not Indianapolis, but Indiana thing there. So, okay. We'll get there next year. Yep. Uh, so, I'm almost done with the, the background, but the magazine is regarded by historians of fantasy and science fiction as a legend in the field, considering oh, it the most important and influential of all fantasy magazines, and describes it as second only to unknown in significance and influence adding that somewhere in the imagination reservoir of all the united states and other non-united states is as genre fantasy and horror writers is part of the spirit of weird tales yes Blech. 
And I will say, I guess his background. They went through different ownerships and changed their publishing schedule a fair bit in the hundred years it's been around with role publishing that we both have. I mentioned, but Jody went to detail on. I was was pretty much regular on a monthly or bi-monthly basis from 1923 until 1940. Mm-hmm. And William Delaney picked it up and it was pretty much bi-monthly from 1941 to 1954, where it did end for a while. And I really wasn't going to get on, on that on the history, but you can. Uh, but I'll, I'll finish this real quick and see where you want to go. Uh, but the last issue there for a while was in September 1954 with issue 279. And then Leo Margulies, who owned Renowned Publications, my apologies if I butchered the name, uh, was mostly quarterly or even sometimes just semi-annually, which means twice a year because biannual means every two years. Yeah. Uh, starting in 1973 to 1974, big break, then started again 1981 for just that year, then a little break, 83 to 85, little break, 88 to 96. Little break, 98 to 2002, where Terminus Publishing took it over and kind of published it higgledy-piggledy whenever the hell from 2003 to 2014, you know, anywhere from quarterly to once a year. Uh, But now it has moved to Weird Tales Publishing, which is entirely online in 2019 after a five-year hiatus and is currently going strong. So, woohoo! Hundred years, yay! And I have some little notes on some of my favorite authors, three particularly, that yeah. published in Weird Tales. But that's uh, it's kind of what I have, except for the little bit of author stuff. So, would you like to go, my good man? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you mentioned that you had so when we were talking previously you said that you have a lot of these and you mentioned you've read the the original the, like the initial yeah yeah i've i've read the first i know i've read the first full issue um and then I've, i don't know that i've read complete issues of the ones that followed but I've, I've read stories out of them here and there um i you know a lot of the a lot of the authors were probably people that most of us have never heard of I, you know, I know you're going to have the, I, I know which three you're going to mention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I told you, but I'm pretty sure you probably could have guessed all three of them within three to five guesses. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, it was, uh, so there is a website. I won't, I won't give it because uh, I, the copyrights on most of these issues are still in effect. Um but I, there is a website that has at least that two that first 279 issues um, in a PDF format. So if you can find it, you can look at them there. Um, actually, Wikipedia does it on their wiki, Wikimedia or something. One of their one of the one of the wiki related pages, um, stuff that's in public domain they've they've got up um but yeah i mean it's 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 really cool if you if you like the uh if you like those i i mean the 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 name of the magazine weird tales is it's perfect 
because that's the kind those are their weird stories they're horror they're science fiction they're um you know they'll have those twist endings and and stuff and uh you know maybe a monster story or a ghost story or some sort of you know aliens or super science or uh you know um the i'm actually looking at the cover of the first issue and uh the the main story that they were publishing was a story called ooze <laughs> yeah you know and it was i mean i remember that was a really cool story i've I've read it it was um uh anthony m rudd was the guy that wrote it so yeah i mean it's it's uh I, it's, yeah yeah that's that's what it is it's it's weird tales it's you know bizarre stories um uh let me see what was it who was it uh so uh, okay uh hindenberger the the guy who founded it um let's see uh he he said i must confess that the main motive in establishing weird tales was to give the writer free reign to express his innermost feelings in a manner befitting great literature but yeah they were i mean there was a these were the types of stories that probably weren't you know going to get published in many other places no but the type of stories written by weird authors who probably wouldn't have gotten published anywhere else but because of weird tales went on to create some fantastic i don't know almost mythologies yeah yeah do you want me to give my three authors as examples yeah so i guess mostly two of them would have made like sort of mythologies with their characters or or something in the, the other one. You'll see who they are. Mm -hmm. But H.P. Lovecraft is he, he did well, he did a lot of pulp pulp work, but yeah. he had many published in Weird Tales, and I've I've got a handful here. His first, mm -hmm. for example, was The Horror at Martin's Beach, which is published uh, volume two of number 45 in November 1923. So actually Jody and I are recording this November, so a hundred years ago was Lovecraft's first into weird tales. Yeah. Uh, I, I, what I did was I made kind of some notes on what either maybe their first or maybe their last added some of my favorites, some notables. Uh, but for example, call of Cthulhu was first published in weird tales. Yes. It's a uh, volume 11 from February, 1928. But the, the Strange Case of Charles Dexter Ward, which has a ton of adaptations, uh -huh. uh, was uh, May 1941, which was also the last Weird Tales that Lovecraft published. Uh, but as a callback to some other episodes, this Strange Case of Charles Dexter Ward was the first mention of Yog sothoth Yeah. So I'll take a drink for that, but we mentioned that in a couple of episodes. Other than that, I, I gave my favorites. I mean, he's got more than this, but The Outsider is a particularly weird tale where it seems like there's this young man or young person. Uh, I, me being male, I always considered it a man, but I guess, you know, it doesn't have to be. Uh, sort of a, a by all by himself, herself, itself, and climbs this huge, like finally gets lonely enough that climbs this huge castle to get outside. And when it gets to the top of the castle, Actually, instead of up in the clouds, ends up being in a cemetery and yep. then goes and to a party, seeing humans for the first time. And then uh, 
everybody gets scared and runs away. And at the very end, the little twist is when he saw himself in the reflection, he himself is corpse-like or some sort of monstrous thing. Yeah. And now runs along with all the haunts and raids and ghouls and cemeteries. Yep. Yeah, that's one of my favorite Lovecraft stories. Yeah, but that also gives you a flavor of what Weird Tales is about. Yeah. Yeah, but but not just. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because one of your other favorite writers. Well, yeah. hold on. Uh, I'll finish up Lovecraft. Okay. Uh, my but the the other two that are my favorites out of all the ones he published were Dunwich Horror, uh huh, nineteen twenty nine with the Waitleys, and this was also in an episode we've done. Is the Dreams in the Witch House was first published in Weird Tales in nineteen thirty three, where there's math. Woo! Yeah. But Jody's right. It's not just that. It's other things because my other author is second. You want to take a guess? Well, I mean, I know I know who the two next two are. I just don't know which one you're going to go with next. Well, I'm assuming you were going to guess I was going to do Robert E. Howard next. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the one I wanted you to go to. <laughs> <laughs> um, because Howard's stuff, Howard could do the the cosmic horror thing like Lovecraft and even collaborated with Lovecraft on some of that stuff because he used some of Lovecraft's creatures in his stories but Lovecraft even mentioned some of Howard's characters in his stories um because they had agreed to to do that kind of stuff uh but Howard was more known for his sword and sorcerer stories than his 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 cosmic horror um so you know he was the guy that created conan um and conan was first published in weird tales the uh the phoenix on the sword was the first conan story which um actually started out as a rewrite of a story about the character cole that uh, the publisher, Farn Farnsworth Wright was the guy was the publisher at the time, uh, or editor, editor, sorry, sorry, the editor at Weird Tales, uh, Farnsworth Wright. Um, Howard had, I think he had already had some stories published. Uh, you you may have that information. I don't, um, because I mostly had Conan things, but yeah, he did publish other things too, and he had some previous. Yeah, I, I do remember uh, that from when I looked it up. Yeah, and I I think some of the one or two of the Cole stories had been published, um, but most of the Cole stories were getting rejected, and you know Farnsworth Wright sent this story uh, by this Axi Rule. He sent it back and said, you know, we're going to reject this. And Howard just he sat down with that story, rewrote it, mostly by changing the names. Cole becomes Conan, um, added a supernatural element to it. And that's what got it published. <laughs> and without that, we never would have had Conan. That's right. Yeah. Well, I guess he could have still came back and did a Conan, but yeah, first uh, first Conan story. So, woo. Yeah. yeah. The Phoenix on the Sword was the first Conan story. And I don't remember what year it was published, but. December 1932. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I thought it was several years after Lovecraft, but yeah. Um, Howard Howard wrote for all the pulp genres. He he had 
boxing stories he had sailor stories he had westerns he had uh he did have the cosmic horror some of which was in weird tales um you know but he he was most known for the conan stuff yeah which is a shame because his solomon kane stories are great but Sol- yes solomon oh. kane was one of his best characters yeah, but nobody can translate Solomon Kane very well to any other like to a film. Um I I enjoyed the Solomon Kane movie, but you have to remember that they did it as an origin story, which Howard Howard had a habit of not writing origin stories for his characters. Well, since his first Conan, Conan just became king, which wasn't gonna happen forever. <laughs> right. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was really good. Uh, I, I I listed my three favorite. I didn't know if you had more though. First, um, I I do not. Although as I am scrolling through here, I do say that Farnsworth Wright initially rejected Lovecraft's The Call of Cthulhu, but eventually bought it and printed it in the February nineteen twenty eight issue. <laughs> to be fair, it's one of my. It's notable. It was not under my favorites. I actually think Call of Cthulhu's a one of his most boring, well known stories. It, it probably is, and and yeah. Yeah, it actually was not my favorite Lovecraft story. Not even remotely mine. Uh, but yeah, for Howard, uh, Phoenix and the Sword, you already mentioned. It's one of my three that were my favorites. Published uh-huh. published in Weird Tales. Just to, to mention that. Uh, the Tower of the Elephant from March 1933, where he climbs a tower, meets an elephant-headed being of some kind, and yep. helps defeat an evil sorcerer. Hmm. Evil sorcerers. Did Conan fight many of those? <laughs> a few. Yeah, a few. It's a recurring yeah. theme in Conan stories. And another recurring theme happens here, too, where he leaves empty-handed because he did the right thing. Then he complains about it, but he keeps doing it. <laughs> See, that's I a little aside. That's why I consider Conan sword and sorcery and not sword and sandal. Because, to me, sword and sandal stories don't have any supernatural magic or anything like that but that was definitely a part of the the conan stories yeah uh my third one for weird tales was black colossus two-parter may june 35 where conan leads an army against uh thurgra Coton, who is an evil sorcerer <laughs> See, there you go <laughs> uh, that's what i have on the overlap of robert e howard and weird tales yeah mm. i I I do have I do have one more. Um, I I wish I could remember the name of the story. I I don't remember if it actually was published in Weird Tales. Wiki Commons, I think, is where they have the uh, stuff that's in uh, public domain. And I know I found a story on there that was a collaboration with H.P. Lovecraft, Robert E. Howard, um, and. Three, I think I think it was a total of five different writers, and each one of them would write. One of them started it, and then they sent it on to the next person, who wrote the next section. And it was really interesting because the first couple kind of blended really well, and then you get like to Howard and or Lovecraft and Howard were like the last two, and theirs didn't really blend with anybody else's not even with each other, <clears throat> but you could definitely tell where the change in authorship was at <laughs> because 
it, it starts going one way and then Lovecraft gets to it and it goes in this, you know, like perpendicular direction. <laughs> and, then, and then Howard gets it and basically turns it into a, a swashbuckling adventure story. And it, it was nothing like that to begin with. <laughs> it was, uh, <clears throat> it was interesting. Um, but yeah, I think these were all people that had been published in weird tales. Uh, maybe eventually I'll get into uh anthology type of thing. There's a 12 book series called Thieves World. Uh-huh. And uh, it came sort of in 78. I won't get much into it, but they sort of took that idea of that because they, they like the old pulp stories. Uh, Robert Asprin, for example, is kind of one of the, the main people who put this together and Lynn Abbey and and stuff but uh they like that idea and how the authors did that of the weird tales and they the you know cthulhu mythos people except they they could use other people's characters yeah but they wrote their own short story and and you couldn't just do anything with somebody else's character like you could use them but you couldn't fuck them over right anyway ready to move on almost uh, the Challenge from Beyond is the story I was just talking about. I did find it. Uh, C.L. Moore, A. Merritt, Robert E. Howard, Frank Belknap Long, and H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Written in August 1935. Well, okay, I'm sorry. It was not published in Weird Tales. It was published in another magazine. What? You just but... wasted our time! <laughs> <laughs> but I think these are all... These were all people that were published in Weird Tales, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, there we go. Okay, fine. All right, fine, 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 sure. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, now are you ready? Yes, yes. Okay. And my third author, which, like Jody said, a lot of the authors aren't even well known, but many more were. I'm choosing to pick the three that are my personal favorites and that we've talked about on the podcast. So the third one is naturally Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Yeah. Who came a fair bit later. Of course, Lovecraft was first and then Howard came soon after. Uh, but then Bradbury didn't get in there until 1942 at the first one. But before I get to which story that is, mm -hmm. Bradbury never got a cover story on weird tales. And I say, bullshit, bullshit. I say, yeah, that's kind of weird. Mm. Well, that's in the name. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. First story was The Candle, November 1942. And his last was Fever Dream, September 1948. And in those six years, he did 25 stories altogether. Okay. Out of those 25, a lot of these... 15 of them, in fact, out of the 27 in the Dark Carnival collection were from the stories because Ray, as we've talked about in other episodes, has this wonderful thing of taking, well, in this case, he's taking the short stories and just putting them in a collection and he does different collections with some of the same stories. Yeah. Even though Martian Chronicles, uh, something, oh, something wicked this way comes was not like made it bigger, but uh, from the dust returned, Martian Chronicles were short stories who he put together and weaved it as a one big thing. Yeah. Uh, but I was just going to mention my favorites that are in here. And this list is longer because 
I loves me some Ray Bradbury. Uh-huh. But the wind, which is where a person is at a party with his wife and friends and freaks out because he swears the wind is after people and is actually an anthropomorphized evil being. Rather, okay. sure, these are all short stories, so go out and read it if you want to know what happens at the end. Yeah. Uh, the Crowd, 1943. What happens when a wreck happens in an automobile accident? One of my favorites, July 1943, The Scythe, which was mentioned in a previous episode. So rather than me go into detail, go back and listen to all Ray Bradbury episodes from, I think, three years ago, right? 2020? Pretty pretty Seems sure like it was his 100th it. birthday year. I think so, yes. Yeah. Uh, but The Jar from November 1944 is really cool. And it's about a guy who buys a jar from a sideshow freak show circus traveling type of thing and and what's in the jar is kind of interesting but what ends up in the jar at the end is really interesting okay skeleton september 1945 uh person does not like the bones in the body and he meets a doctor on quotes of some kind who offers to help and does to horrible circumstances and endings okay uh, the October game is a Halloween party, March 1948 story, where the husband and father is fairly certain his wife's going to leave him. So he gets some very sick, twisted, wicked, evil revenge using a Halloween game. Ooh. Yeah, I can't really say anything more without ruining it, even though this story is 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> 75 75 years old still you yeah. know they, these are short like you can find these easily you can use usually find some free pdfs of these really old ones yeah yeah because uh, well chances are well i guess no i don't none of his stuff's really in public domain yet is it no but you can still kind of find them yeah or go buy the uh dark well it, dark carnival published in 1947 later became the October Country, with a few changes of stories in 1955, and the October Country has, I think, out of all these I've read, has all of them, including this one, until the last one. So you, you could get it and get all these. Okay. But the last one is May 1948, a story called The Black Ferris, which was the short story that led to something wicked this way comes that we really did talk about in October 2020. Yes. There's my drink for that. All right. That gives you an idea of what happens in weird tales, the types of stories they publish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I really do recommend trying to I, I check out the website. Yeah, I've I've it's been a while since I have checked out the website, but I would definitely say check out the website. Um you know, if if you want to look for the PDFs and and, and I will say this, uh what is archive.org? Yeah, they they do have some. Um, I don't I don't think they have all the all the ones from nineteen twenty three to nineteen fifty four, um, like on the other website that I found. But I do think archive dot org has several. So you can yeah you can you can find them online, check them out. Um, I, like I said, I definitely would recommend the website. Um, there's just it's it's some really great storytelling. Um, if if you're into that kind of horror 
again i the the name of the magazine just really summed up very well what kind of stories they were telling you know they are weird tales there there's it, it was it's so simple <laughs> <laughs> you know and and i do know that they did publish quite a quite a bit of of uh, edgar Allan poe's stuff over the years too you know because because that was uh what the henneberger or whatever that founded it he was a huge poe fan like you said so i, I do know that over the years poe poe stuff got published and i think uh i think they they would you know go back and publish stuff by jules verne and and you know some of those 19th century authors too as well they should that's some cool stuff yeah i, I think they probably did some hg wells in there and you know but uh but they were the magazine was best known for you know the, the authors that we've mentioned and the the kind of stories that they wrote i'm sure there are other authors who have made their name and are probably well known to other people just not us because of what we're into right and i'm not going to look them up because i'm not into them um i there was one more i wanted to mention that I, i've not read but i i know the name um robert block and robert block is probably best known as the author of the novel psycho yeah <laughs> what was it came out what was the director's name i don't know i don't know where the hell you're going with it. oh for psycho hitchcock yeah. hitchcock yeah yeah alfred hitchcock's psycho um should act more accurately be called robert block's psycho because block was the one that wrote the novel it, it should, well I could I, maybe both names because Hitchcock is well, you know, like that's yeah, he's not some small name. <laughs> no, but you know, he didn't write the story. <laughs> no, but he directed it. That's important. That is important. Yes, he did direct the film, and excellent job he did too. Yeah. Well, cool. Anything else? No, I think that's it for me. Sounds good. That case, yeah, I'm good too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, that is what I have. Um, but yeah, so check it out. Like Jody said, while you're doing that, you can rate them, review them, write them. But you should rate us, review us, write us too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no idea what's coming up next, and I'm going to get us out of here by simply saying, "Do all the things." And I am <laughs> James's tales. <laughs> I'm still weird, Jody. <laughs> we know. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back soon to weird at you later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. <laughs>